After their annual pilgrimage to Jerusalem, it isn't until they're on their way home to Nazareth that Mary and Joseph realize that Jesus is not uh, among their caravan of friends and neighbors. Forced to backtrack to the city, they find themselves scouring Jerusalem for their only son, hardly knowing where to begin. Didn't you know that I'd be in my father's house? Jesus asks them when he's finally discovered three days later, debating theologians and religious scholars in the temple. Well, apparently not, since this was apparently the last place that they thought to look. Didn't you know, Jesus might have said, that this place is my second home? Maybe that's what the church is too, or at least what it can be. A reading from the book of Luke, chapter 2. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went for a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. Please pray with me. Everlasting God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations upon all of our hearts serve to glorify you. May they be in keeping always with the teachings of our Savior Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. People seem to feel comfortable here at this church. My son once said he feels very comfortable here. The couches are really comfortable, Dad, he said. <laughs> Sometimes, perhaps, people feel a little too comfortable here. I can recall a funny incident from several years ago. It was a weekday afternoon, probably about 4 o'clock or so, and I had to go down to the youth room in the, in the basement uh, for some reason or other that I can't recall. And as I unlocked the door, I was surprised to see a young man standing there in the doorway, a boy of about 17 or so that I didn't recognize. I'd never seen him before. His hair was a bit disheveled, and he looked guilty about something. Hi, he said awkwardly. Hi, I replied, looking over his shoulder to see a teenage girl that I had never seen before sitting on the couch, her face flushed in embarrassment, and her lipstick a bit smeared. What's up? The boy asked me. 
as though I were knocking on his front door selling magazines and not the pastor of a church that he decided to sneak into to make out with his girlfriend after school. Oh, not much, I said, wondering how long he was going to pretend that he belonged here. What's up with you? Nothing, he replied, like a kid with his hand in the cookie jar. A long and awkward silence ensued. You come here often, I asked him. <laughs> I might have been enjoying him, uh, watching him squirm a little more than I should have. What? No, no, he stammered. Actually, we were just leaving. Well, you don't have to go home, I said. But you can't stay here. <laughs> I watched them scramble to collect their things before heading to some other church that forgot to lock the back door. No matter who you are, no matter where you are in life's journey, you are welcome here. And I want folks to feel comfortable, but maybe not that comfortable. I think Jesus made himself at home in the temple for very different reasons. Didn't you know that I'd be in my father's house, Jesus asks Mary and Joseph when he's finally discovered there, after they've scoured all of Jerusalem looking for him. As a parent, I can well understand their frustration, their anxiety, and their relief. They just want to find their kid and go home. But Jesus has a complicated relationship with the notion of home. And he doesn't seem to be in any hurry to get back to Nazareth. Forced to flee to Egypt as an infant, Jesus lived as a refugee there for about three years, wandering from place to place. By the time he got to the small village of Nazareth, he'd already grown used to an itinerant lifestyle. And I think we can make some educated assumptions about what life in Nazareth was like for Jesus, a parochial small town. And I suspect that his somewhat unusual nature may have made Jesus a little bit of an outcast there. When he returns as an adult, the whole village mocks him. He seems to be something of a local embarrassment. And so Jesus spends his entire ministry roaming from one settlement to another, sailing back and forth across the Sea of Galilee, loath to stay in one place for too long, never raising a family, never settling down, into a place of his own. In his own words, birds have their nests and foxes have their holes, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus seems resistant to calling any place home, which isn't so surprising. He's never been welcome anywhere, not since the day he was born in a manger because there was no room at the inn. Nothing good ever came out of Nazareth, some folks say. Well, I'm not really from Nazareth, Jesus tries to tell them. My kingdom is not of this earth. Jesus isn't from around here at all. I'm reminded of a great scene in Douglas Adams' iconic novel, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The protagonist, a somewhat clumsy and insecure fellow named Arthur, is flirting with this woman at a party when another guy walks up and interrupts, telling her, hey, is this guy boring you? 
Why don't you talk to me instead? I'm from a different planet. The woman at the party actually believes him, and he really does turn out to be from a different planet. But Jesus, also being from another place, is met with skepticism, confusion, and ridicule, especially in Nazareth. The temple, and perhaps the local synagogue, really is Jesus' second home. It seems to be the only place during these formative years of his life where he feels like he actually belongs. My own story is a bit different, though I feel like I can relate in certain ways. I was kind of an outcast in my hometown, too, but I didn't really feel like I belonged at church, either. My family had stopped attending our local UCC church uh, when I was still pretty young, after some controversy or other with the senior minister. And while attending a private Catholic school, St. Joseph's, that was really the only church that I spent any kind of time in when I was growing up. Now, being a Protestant already marked me as an outsider of sorts. I didn't take communion or make confession with the other kids in my class. And even the teachers would sometimes feel the need to point out that I didn't quite belong here. Do you know what I call Catholics who only go to church on Christmas Eve and Easter? My eighth grade teacher once asked the entire class. I call them Protestant Catholics, she said, looking right at me. Truth be told, until I found this congregation, I never really felt at home in a church. With very few exceptions, I seldom felt at home anywhere. Community for me was a bit of a dirty word. Being around people was just another opportunity to be ostracized, left out, alienated. And my experience at St. Joseph's was no different. When I was finishing up my seminary education, I applied for associate pastor positions at two churches. And during the interview process, my experience of them was radically different. The first was a fairly prominent church in Minnesota where I was flown out on the same weekend as two other candidates for a weekend of picnics, worship, dinners, and interviews. I felt like I was on some kind of weird game show, you know, one of three finalists competing for the prize, awkwardly trying to impress our hosts right in front of each other, each of us attempting to one-up the other lest we get voted off the proverbial island. I've read the Bible three times, cover to cover, one of the other candidates boasted at dinner one evening. Wow, I interrupted. Well, I've read it four times, so <laughs> cover to cover. When the Apostle Paul wrote that we should strive to outdo one another in showing honor, I don't think this is what he had in mind. The second church, though, that was an entirely different experience. Much like the first, there were picnics, worship services, dinners, and interviews. But this time, the search committee gave me their full attention, and moreover, they really went above and beyond to help me feel like I belonged. One of them asked me what I like to do for fun. When I told them that I enjoyed going to the local shopping mall, she took me to the Yorktown Mall for an afternoon. I know, it's a bit of an odd hobby, but... Some of them took me out to my favorite restaurant for lunch. 
And before I left, they gave me a gift basket full of goodies. We threw in some candy bars, they explained to me, because we think you're really sweet. That church, this church, in case that wasn't already obvious, did more than almost anyone I ever knew to make me feel at home. This church has always been dedicated to helping people find a home. It's what we do. For 30 years, at least, we've housed the homeless in partnership with DuPage Pads, and now we're helping them to acquire a permanent shelter. We gave birth to Bridge Communities, who provides housing and job training to help transition folks out of homelessness. More recently, we've partnered with World Relief to provide a home for refugees from all over the world, and with DuPage United to help build affordable, accessible, supportive housing right here in Glen Ellen. Of course, most of us already have a home, but home is more than just a roof over your head. It's more than a sanctuary from the elements or the troubles of the world, although it's those things too. Home is a community. It's a place where you belong. And in that regard, this church is kind of a second home for all of us. We've been doing some listening sessions lately about what folks value here at church. You know, what are your favorite memories of this place? What makes it different from other churches? And people have been sharing their stories, meals that have been shared, friends that have been made, wounds that have been healed. When I participated in one of these sessions with our staff and was asked about my favorite memories, some of the obvious ones surfaced. You know, the day I married my wife right here, the day my kids were baptized here, or the places that I got to travel to in the course of my work, like Guatemala and Greece and Africa. But something else came up that surprised me. One of the guys in the church, about my dad's age, once invited me over one afternoon to watch a couple of sci-fi movies. It was a simple thing, you know, but it reminded me of all those Saturday afternoons that I spent with my dad after my parents got divorced, watching the same kinds of movies, sitting on his couch. And even after all these years, after my dad passed away, this experience helped me to process and heal from that loss. I almost cried when I was talking about it in that session. This memory had nothing to do with church, really, and yet it had everything to do with church. Because this is the place where we built that relationship, that community. It's the place where we feel at home. One of our newer members related a story to me that I'd like to share here. She'd stayed after the worship service one day to meditate and pray, finding some place quiet to sit down in our parlor downstairs. And our caretaker, Jose, walked in and accidentally interrupted her while doing a walkthrough of the building. I'm sorry, she told him. Uh, is it okay that I'm here? Should I go? Of course not, he replied warmly. This is your home. This is your home. And this is Myra, who got to uh, experience that wonderful hospitality, and we're so glad you're here. Friends, that is why we have an annual fun campaign every year. We do it for the people we serve, helping them to find a place to call home, and we do it for each other, 
having found a home here and opening this place up as a home to others. Incidentally, when I told my therapist uh, I was planning this campaign, which we're calling Second Home, he thought I said, stuck at home. <laughs> that might be more apt these days, but certainly not as inspiring. You know, as a kid, walking home from school with my hung head low after another day of feeling left out and pushed around, I can recall walking past the big wooden doors of St. Joseph's Church. I often felt this urge to go inside, just to sit in the pews, talk to God, maybe talk to someone. But the door was always locked. Even if I could get inside, well, I didn't really belong there. It wasn't my church. There was no one there who really cared about me. Kind of makes me wonder if I should have been so quick to toss out those teenagers all those years ago. Maybe they were looking for something too, beyond what I could see. No matter who you are, no matter where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. This is your church, your second home. So let's do our part and keep the home fires burning. Amen.